So I, I'm glad to be back. I, I just got back from uh, Iraq, uh, and uh, we traveled there for uh, a counterterrorism conference in Baghdad, and then we were able to uh, go to some parts of the country and uh, see some of the uh, liberated ISIS areas, uh, met some of the victims' families, spent time there, but also learned about the uh, Hashd al-Shabi, which is the People's uh, Popular Mobilization Units, uh, which has helped to basically turn the tide after the 2014 in the summer uh, when ISIS took Mosul, the Ayatollah uh, Sistani, Grand Ayatollah Sistani basically made a fatwa and said basically deputized immediately 100,000 people, eligible men, to join uh, the, the popular mobilization units, the Hashid. And that is, they've done an amazing job. The, the reason ISIS is pretty much defeated right now in Iraq, Mike, is because of the PMF and because of the Hashid. And so we spent time with them and it was it was pretty incredible. It was pretty incredible. I, I have to admit that for me as an American going to my first time to Iraq to or Iraq, sorry, pronounce it correctly, Iraq, uh, my first time and having watched it on the news so much over the years and having protested against that war, it was kind of, it was a little bit of an emotional experience to go there and meet so many Iraqis and also to meet, talk, talk to people who've been through so much over the years. Uh, it was, it was pretty, um, it was, it was a lot to take in actually. And, uh, and then staying, staying in those areas in the green zone outside of the green zone and, uh, also seeing some of the U S footprint that's still there. But uh, the place is the most, it's the most locked down security situation, Mike, uh, even more so than Syria. Uh, it's pretty, pretty serious in terms of security. Uh, but um, uh, I was on the show last week with Hesher and I did a call in. And uh, uh, there was a, after that, there was like a three or four day sandstorm and a lot of flights got delayed. But uh, so that was kind of uh, interesting as well. But we went to Tikrit afterwards. This is Saddam Hussein's hometown. And we arrived there. We drove all day. And because we, we, we left late, uh, we arrived kind of in the evening. And we went to the place, uh, which is Camp Spiker, named after uh, an American military person. But uh, this was in Tikrit. This is the site of the Tikrit massacre uh, in 2015. And the victims' families were waiting for us when we got there. So we were meant to talk to them, but I wasn't prepared for that kind of reception. Uh, that was was pretty intense. And we heard some stories there. And there's, there's, there's be some stuff written and, and talked about this. Uh, and Vanessa Beely was there too. And, uh, every, you know, we all kind of took something unique from that but uh i think uh two almost two thousand people were massacred there all shiite uh done by isis and according to the residents there uh with the assistance of the local um sunni arab tribesmen uh presumably loyal to saddam hussein as well so there might have been a revenge aspect to that as well very complicated situation horrible situation 
But uh, what surprised me as well is how the media didn't give that massacre any uh, airtime, Mike. It was almost as if it didn't happen. Mm. It was almost as, as if it was insignificant. And, you know, we have some guy driving onto the pavement in Westminster, running into Parliament, and then stabbing a police officer somehow. And the whole of London goes on lockdown, and that's all that's in the news for like three, four days. And everyone's deconstructing it, and and then you have this thing happen, uh, which is pretty profound, and you don't have anybody talking or covering it, pretty uh, more or less. And that kind of bothered me a lot. But anyway... Uh, it was an incredible, incredible trip. Uh, Iraqis are amazing, uh, amazing people. This is amazing culture. And you, they talk about the cradle of cradle of civilization. And they talk about the history. And I, w- I wasn't able to see uh, only a very small percentage of, of some of that heritage there. But you definitely get the feeling when you're there that you are – you're definitely in a special place and it's, it's a horrible shame what's been done to that country uh, in the name of geopolitical conquest. And what's even worse is the sectarian narrative that has been imposed on a country like Iraq by the United States, by the Saudi backed uh, maniacs running around uh, who call themselves the Islamic state uh, and others but uh, this insistence on this sectarian narrative that ends up with massacres like the one we saw in Tikrit and many others and is fueling the situation, a similar situation in Syria for so many years. Um, and I'm thinking that a lot of the problems uh, of this country have come from the outside. In fact, most all of them have in one way or another. And uh, you, we could go all the way back to the British colonial rule and maybe start our analysis there. And there have been wars over the millennium. We're not saying that there haven't been, but uh, we're just going to speak recently about what's happened. But it was pretty incredible, Mike. It was pretty incredible. Um, what was also interesting is that we stayed in the uh, Palestine Hotel for a few nights. And that's where all the uh, Western journalists were during the Iraq war and all those scenes you see of all the shock and awe when the Americans were bombing along the riverside, a lot of the footage was taken from the roof of the Palestine hotel. And, uh, so I was in there and, uh, it was late one night and, uh, had a kind of a, almost a kind of a spiritual quasi, a quasi spiritual kind of rock and roll moment sitting, I was sitting in the reception. It was about two in the morning was with the night manager and I was sitting with a journalist who writes for the Daily Mail, whose name I won't mention, um, but I'll have to say it's one of the coolest journalists, probably one of the coolest on the planet. So at least um, <laughs> if, if there was such an award, we'd probably give it to this person, probably win hands down. And uh, so in my book anyway, and uh, so, I mean, this was a real journalist, Mike. This is like a really hardcore, it's not one, like one of these metrosexual vice news uh, Louis Thoreau wannabes. Not that anyone would want to be Louis Thoreau, but you know what I mean. Um, so, so anyway, we're sitting down there, and the night manager was talking about. He starts talking about. Um, he starts talking about Boney M, the band, and the Rivers of Babylon, and uh, 
and it was this, he had this great story about everything that was going on and how the country's changed, how the leadership has changed. And we just sit there listening to these great stories of this guy's life. He's, he's been on duty there for 28 years or something. So he's seen it all. He was there when the Americans tank hit the 14th floor. I think it was room 14, 1407, I think, and killed two Reuters journalists in a friendly fire incident. As if the Americans wouldn't know that every journalist is staying in that hotel. They might have been targeting Al Jazeera, who was doing a lot of negative reporting at the time of uh, the United States uh, uh, killing civilians and so forth in Iraq. So, but uh, and he's just talking about when the he was he was down the lobby and then the building shook and that we're used to the building shaking because of artillery fire. And and they, they didn't realize that that one actually hit the hotel. He said they didn't know downstairs until the doors opened and the elevators and people bleeding started coming out on the ground floor. And he said the place was totally chaos and the finally the med- medical people came a little bit later. And I asked him, with all that happening, I said, did you guys close the hotel or what happened? He said, no. He said, business just kept running. Nothing closed. Obviously, the war was going on. This was a month after shock and awe. And uh, it was just amazing. Uh, Great guy. And uh, yeah, but what what got us in the conversation was the band Boney M. (laughs) It's a bit crazy. So that was kind of that rock and roll moment in Baghdad. Pretty cool. But anyway, we're going to take a short break and we're going to connect... Our next guest, Vanessa Bealey, uh, is going to join us on the live link to give her summary and thoughts. And Vanessa's also been following a couple of other stories. Not that we're short of any world-changing stories this week, because we're not. And Vanessa has a few of those as well to share with us. This is the Sunday Wire. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. We'll be right back after these messages. (laughs) 